time for the word, amen. Oh, I said it is time for the word, amen. Let us all rise to our feet and welcome the servant of the Lord, my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. God in heaven, we commit this service to you, the preaching of your word that brings light. May our lives be enlightened and every dark spot be illuminated. May transformation and change come to us as your word washes us like water, cleansing our very stained parts of our lives. We give you honor and glory and praise. May every mind and heart be lifted to you. Come Holy Spirit, be with us, speak to us, touch us, bring to memory the things we must know. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You may be seated, thank you very much. Glory to God. Well, I'm blessed to be here. Are you happy to be here? Are you happy to see the progress in the building? God is good. Amen. God is good all the time. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to make a request to many of you. And it, that is that you. We are slowly getting you back to normal. Alright. For very long you've been shut up. And now I want you to start to get back to normal. Well, we are not yet out of the woods, so we still have to wear masks. But I want you to start responding to the announcer, the preacher, and the singer. Yeah, because I'm sure when you get robbed, you will shout for help through the mask. Is that right? Yes. The Bible says if you don't praise him, then he will raise up stones and trees to praise him. So, start getting used to it. I'm sure in this year still, then we will be all uh, at least vaccinated. And I think some of you already have, I think some of the workers already. Who has got a vaccine already in your body? Anybody here? Yeah? Who had received a vaccine? Huh? Your wife? Oh, she's outside. She's the only one. You? Yes, that's correct. The nurses will get first, isn't it? Then the nurses and the doctors and then the essential workers. Now, I've got a problem with that because, you see, essential workers, they say pastors are essential workers. But you know, in this ministry of ours, unlike doctors, anybody can be a pastor. So I don't know how they're gonna, how they're gonna determine who is a real pastor and who is a Bombay pastor. Because today, you have so many pastors. May the Lord have mercy. 
One of the things I don't want to do is to speak against pastors because we are building the church. So it's not good to break down something and then on a Sunday we want to build. Last night I saw on TV a big issue about a pastor that stole money from his people in Johannesburg, I think. And I realized the only time the pastors come on TV is when they do something bad. Do you see? Unfortunately, it's like that. But may the Lord open your eyes to see. At least you have a good pastor and you have a good pastoral team. That's why God doesn't want you to leave your common sense by the door. Or let's say by the tent. When you come to church, you must always use the brain God gave you. Amen. Don't just go after sayings and use your common sense and use the Bible to see. Is there anything that this pastor is saying that's not in the Bible? Then don't do such stuff. It's unbelievable how people can be deceived by doing mad things because they say the pastor said. Now they come on TV and then they say weird things of the pastor. But my question is always. Anyway, may the Lord be gracious to us. I decided to preach this morning because I'm doing a big service at 12.30 here again. We are, of course our service is really taking uh, flame. So we have invited a lot of people. And also we, would, we don't want to be predictable where you people always think Pastor Charlie will preach or Pastor Robin will preach or Pastor Ali. We swap things around. Very important. Say amen. One of the traits of a good leader, you must never become predictable. I just gave you a great leadership nugget. Because people expect this every time and then suddenly you change. It's a good leadership skill. Are you listening? Alright, I've got something very important to share with you. And uh, we're also now on Facebook. Uh, live and also on radio so for those that are not here they are listening to us I hope and may they also be blessed my message today it comes from uh, Nehemiah because it's one of the building books in the Bible Amen Ezra and Nehemiah are two of the building books in the Bible Ezra came to rebuild the temple Nehemiah came to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and 1 Kings talks about Solomon who built a very beautiful temple for the Lord in Jerusalem. It is that temple that was now destroyed and people like Nehemiah, Ezra and Zerubbabel, they came back from being in captivity to rebuild what was once a glorious place. The, the Bible says there was never a place like Solomon's temple. Not before, not after. Because everything inside was overlaid with gold. Amen. Listen my friends, all of you listening to me. I wonder heard a great man of God say. There is no meaningless details in the word of God. If you read the Bible, if you are really an obedient person and you read your Bible every day, you're going to come to some places where there's names of people, names of towns, even sizes of places. 
And you might think, was it necessary to put these things in the Bible? I mean the Bible. But you must remember this. There is no meaningless detail in the word of God. In other words, niks is vernietig geskryf nie, as jy met my. So say after me, there is no meaningless detail in the word of God. Beautiful. So you would now see in the book of Nehemiah and Ezra and all these building books that the names of people are put there. This person built the sheep gate. This one built the horse gate. This one built... There are so many gates in uh, the book of Nehemiah. And you will realize... That it might be insignificant for you, but for God, it was so important that somebody decided to help to build or rebuild the gates, the wall, and the temple, that that person's name had to be recorded for the generations, including you and me, and those who will come after me, to see that there was a Josiah or a, a Simon, a Simeon or a Basandala, you know they had these Hebrew names. It's there. Just because they found it fit to help God, to assist God, to be used by God, to put their energy, their money towards rebuilding the temple. If it's something small to you, may the fact that it is noted in the Bible, the names, and something more important is, it's not, they don't just give your name, they give your father's name, your grandfather's name, and your great-grandfather. So, so many lessons you can learn from this. In other words, your opa mag niks gewisen. Your opa groeikie kan een dronkie gewisen. Maar die jou goeie werke, word sy naam ook geskryf in die Bijbel. Because we say you are the son, Jevin, the son of Johan. Wat is jou opa sy naam? Heere, jy weet jy, jy kyk na sy sister toe. Wat is jylle opa sy naam? Thomas. Ja, so it will be Jevin, the son of Johan, the son of Thomas. En jou opa groeikie? Gerardus. <laughs> jylle lach. Baie van jylle weet jy is jylle opa groeikies en naam. Wat is jy opa groeikies en naam? Kijk hoe kijk jylle mekaar. Maar die jyre vergeet nie wie jy opa groeikies nie. Amen. Halleluja. En nere, let me come to my sermon. Oh, I love the word of God. Do you love the word of God? Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2. Yes. Verse 11. Let's read from there. Amen. So I arrived in Jerusalem. Three days later. I'm not going to tell the whole story. Uh, we preach a lot from this. Our theme is the year of building. Our year of building. He was in the palace. And he... 
heard one of the people say that the walls of Jerusalem is in ruins and he was very sad, he fasted many days, he went to the king for help. The king saw his face, he was a cup bearer in the palace of the king. He just, he just carried cups. <laughs> and there's nothing insignificant in the kingdom of God. A book that bears the name of somebody that carried cups for the king. Cup bearer. And then uh, sadness asked the king if he can go back to rebuild the walls. And the king said, no problem, I'll send you a letter of protection where you go. Nobody will harm you because my authority is behind you. And as he came, he came to inspect the morning. The night he came, he went out alone. He looked at the place, studied it. He didn't tell anybody about his plans. Now these are all very important things. And I don't have time to break it down for you this morning because I will need like a conference. But it's important that you don't tell everybody everything that you are planning. Are you listening? And that is why you'll notice that not once has our building been on Facebook or something. I only send to the people that's part of this church. We don't advertise it yet. No. Because Nehemiah said, I told nobody of my plans. Are you listening? The wisdom of God is found in the word of God. Where's the wisdom of God found? If you want God's wisdom, then read God's word. Is it powerful? So you see that this man builds, he has a plan, but he didn't tell people yet. He kept it to himself. And now it goes. He said, I arrived in Jerusalem three days later. I slipped out during the night. I'm in the NLT version, taking only a few others with me. Only a few others. I had not told anyone about the plans that God had put in my heart for Jerusalem. We took no pack animals with us except the donkey I was riding. After dark, I went out there through the valley gate, past the jackal's well, and over to the dung gate to inspect the broken walls and the burned gates. Then I went to the fountain gate and to the king's pool. But my donkey couldn't get through the rubble, so though it was still dark, I went up to the Kidron Valley instead, inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. Now you might not understand all the gates, but if you go to Jerusalem with, with us, uh, with, with our tour, you will see all these gates. And the Kidron Valley is like a, you go down the hill and up again. Jerusalem is built on a hill. So the Kidron Valley is the side where uh, the Garden of Gethsemane is. Now to go over to Jerusalem, you must just go down. It's, it's not really mountain, it's like hills. You go down and up, you see. So you can stand on this hill where the, where the garden is and you can see Jerusalem like that. It's a long wall that goes right around the city. Beautiful. So he's entering and exiting these gates. And then he says, though it was still dark, I went up the Kidron Valley, instead inspecting the wall before I turned back and entered again at the valley gate. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing. You don't tell everybody what you are doing. Are you here? For I had not yet said anything to anyone anymore. 
had not said anything to anyone about my plans. Jelle zien dierbares. Ah, laat ik het in Engels zo. If you say too much about what you're doing, that's when the enemy finds out and he distorts your plans. Yeah, your enemy is the devil, but he comes in people. So now you say, die sister was jaloers voor mij. Ze heeft te veel gezegd van wat ze wil doen. Maar niet zoveel allemaal zeggen. Ai! Ze zeggen nog, ze hoeven naar je boyfriend en vatten andere vrienden en boyfriend af. Is dat waar? I learned the secret late. Don't show anything. Great friend of mine, uh, you know, it depends where you are. Depends who you are. Als jij niks gewoond is, en jij krijgt goed, dan wil jij ons voor allemaal wees. Dat is dat jij niks ge, you nothing ge, yes, jylle praat so slecht in Afrikaan. Ja. But it depends who your friends are and who you move with. So when you move with certain people like my, the Lord blessed me to move with great pastors and I realize if you really come in the upper enchilans, those people don't show what, what they do and what they eat and where they go. Maar ook wat nou voor die eerste keer naar hotel sla, hy vat so maar kamer van die, foto van die toilet. Als die hy vir sy vrou, kijk hoe mooi is die toilet. Pyre die, pyte by die swembad. No. Shouldn't tell you these secrets, but because you're my people, I'm telling you. So the people I move with say, no, you don't show people where you are. Number one, hulle kan het die hendelie. Nummer twee, die jaloesie, sy trek jaloesie na jou toe. Want sy wees nou wees wat sy het. Daarom sê ek vir die man, snu die, die ding van jou soet af. Die stokkie wat die is. Die is om te wees het rakadoesie. Waarvoor wil sy wees het rakadoesie? Om te wees is het diersoet. Snu het af! You don't have to show. Nehemiah said, I told no one about my plans. No one what I was coming to do and what the Lord had laid on my heart because the jealousy is too much and then you give the devil a chance to affect your plans you understand to, to, to run a mock to, to be an obstacle because you, you should have not said too much you should have been quiet yeah you don't show don't show too many things Hij is niks gewoon, pa, mensen, nee, niks gewoon. Amen. Oh, maybe the first time you will be excited, like when you get in the airplane, you take a picture of the airplane. But the more you 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 get into this uh, lifestyle, then you don't have to show people things. Are you with me? And I said. Nobody knew that I had been out there and what I was doing for. I had not yet said anything to anyone about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders and the priests, the nobles, the officials, or anyone else in the administration. But now, now it's time. Now I said to them, you know very well what trouble we are in. 
Jerusalem lies in ruins. This is the text for today, verse 17, all right? Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Then I told him about how the gracious the hand of the Lord had been on me and about my conversation with the king. And they all replied at once, Yes, let us rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. Let me just read this last part as the chapter closes. There's, there's now an a, 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 a opposite effect. But when Sanballat, Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab heard of our plan. Now can you see? Now the plan is out. And three enemies are also named in the Bible. One thing about the Bible I like is it mentions the good people, but it also mentions the bad people. So I think your name can errands uncom in the geschiedenis van BMI. In the goede boeken of in the slechte boeken. He says, but when Sanballat, Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab heard of our plan, they scoffed contemptuously. That is groot af Engels. It say maar net, hulle het gei gemaakt van hulle. En hulle was kwaad. What are you doing? Are you rebelling against the king, they asked. I replied, the God of heaven will help us succeed. We, his servants, will start rebuilding this wall. But you have no share, no legal right, no historic claim in Jerusalem. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I want to take you back to verse 17. He said, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. I want to speak to you about this theme, let us rise up and build. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17 Let us rise up and build So that we end this disgrace So that we end this disgrace The King James Version says uh, What does it say? There's another word, reproach It uses the word reproach Okay, go back to disgrace please Is everybody here? Rebuilding or building ends a disgrace in your life. Are you listening to me? The other day I took one of my helpers home that helps here at the site. And uh, it had, I had to drive through certain streets in Leiden. And as I drove through it I was pleasantly surprised. I haven't been there for a while. That side. And I realized that the things don't look pretty there. People are living on top of one another like sardines. Houses are being extended without plans. Uh, dirt is all over the show. Hey. And I realize that the disgrace or reproach is often the word used when it comes to a certain type of people in a certain type of place. And many of us, we grow up 
or we are born in places like this. Are you here? Now you cannot help where you are born. You cannot help you are born to. That is nothing to do with you. It's a decision that you did not make. You cannot even help where you grow up. Are you listening? But you can surely help where you are going to. You have a decision where you are going to. You have a decision to stay in that reproach or to come out of it. How do you come out of a disgrace? You must rise up and build. Are you listening? If you don't do anything and you stay in the situation, the condition, the morass, the gemors, what you yourself in front, you will always be a disgrace. Because you grew up in a disgrace and you stayed in a disgrace. But the Lord has sent Nehemiah to you to say, let us rise up. Let us build. Let us end this disgrace. Look how the place looks. It's in ruins. We can leave it. We can feel sorry for ourselves. We can blame the people who broke the walls. We can say we don't have money to build. We can say we no have no help to build. We have no material to build. We have no tools to build. We can do that or we can say let us rise up. Let us rise up. We can't wait for somebody from outside to come and fix our problems for us. I'm telling you the problem of our country is that specific problem and I pray that that curse goes off you. You see, this such a thing is a curse, I'm telling you. If you look at our statistics in this country, you know how few people pay tax. There are more people who live off the taxpayer than they are taxpayers. Yeah, true. One day I sat in a hotel room in a foreign country and uh, I was having breakfast at the table. I think it was Democratic Republic of Congo. I was preaching there in Kinshasa. And a few, four white guys were sitting at the table close to me. But they are South Africans, you see, so they don't know I'm a South African. So they speak in Afrikaans. Not knowing I can hear what they are saying. And they were talking about the problem. They said that so many people in South Africa living off the taxpayer. And they gave the statistics, as that's where I heard it. I think they spoke about like 20% of the people or 25% pay tax. And the other 75% live off the 25% to pay the tax. And so they were talking about how the country is going down into the dungeon to a gloom. And then the one white man said, uh, they should make a rule that only taxpayers can vote. You see, because he was saying that despite this being the problem, the people who win the, uh, the elections and who run the country, they are wasting the taxpayers' money because everybody, every, the, the one who doesn't pay tax has the same vote as the one who pays tax. That was their challenge. They were talking about the ruins of South Africa. The ruins of our country. Because everybody's waiting for somebody to come and help to rebuild their lives, to rebuild a house, to rebuild their future, 
to rebuild their spiritual lives. We got But Nehemiah said, You must rise up. You must rise up and build your own, your dream, your vision, your future, your spiritual life. You must rise up and build. Otherwise, you will always be a disgrace. There are many of my young people here in the church that really makes me proud. I thank God for them. When I see them, how they develop, you know, from child, from being at school, graduating, going to university, having a better future. I feel good because it's the things I've been teaching them. And they have been listening and they've been following. So I can see that God is going to do a great thing for them. But listen to me this morning. I'll give you some very important things that you must remember. And this sermon could be a life-changing sermon for somebody sitting here today. Pastor, you're talking about building. But I want to make it clear to all of you that building is not a quick thing and a quick fix. Are you listening to me? Building is a long-term project. Come on now. What you see happening here didn't happen because I had an idea yesterday. It was in my mind and my heart many years ago. I started mentioning to some of the officials, the priests, and all the other Levites and the ushers that Nehemiah said, I, I made my plans known. In the beginning, I never made my plans known. Are you with me? But I want to make it clear to you that when you see something great, when you see a great man, when you see a great woman, when you see a great building, when you see a great organization, when you see a great ministry, hey! It didn't start yesterday. Listen to me, listen. PMI members, half past eight service. Yesterday while I was sitting there, these workers, sorry for the, they'll make a noise, they're putting up the roof. Is it nice to have a roof? Ons gaat nie meer nat rentie man, ha-ha. Ons gaan klaarmaak die gebouw. Wat sê hulle? They asked me, they, they, they saw the people coming, practicing. Last week they were also doing some, I think they were putting still up the structure last week, isn't it? So they were, they see the churches and the flow and the churches and the, so I'm sure now they're talking amongst each other. Yeah, and so yesterday one of them asked me, so how long is pastor with the kerk? How long is pastor the pastor of the kerk? So I said, this year, this year, Actually, this month is our birthday month. I'm surprised Deirdre didn't remind me that we should actually have cake and tea. But we can still. It's March. March is our birthday month. We started in March 2003. Tashley, remind me, okay? We buy them all some cake. Donuts. They can pay for it afterwards. But they asked me, they said, Pastor, I said, the church is 18 years old this year. They said, really? I said, yeah. I said to them, do you think this thing just came like yesterday? You think I can have people sitting on t- t- chairs like this because I started yesterday? 
Do you think I can have a second service and a third service and a fourth service? Because I started yesterday. It took a long time to change the minds of these people. To get people to be at the place where there's no fighting in the upper structure, not in the middle structure, not in the lower structure. That we all here together, we love one another. To cast out those Sanbalats, Tobias, and Geshems that come to destroy the work. Do you think it happened yesterday? It took a lot of fighting for you to sit peacefully here today. Building and fighting at the same time. People with rotten satanic ideas to break the house of God down. People that don't want us to build the house up. People that have something to say and to criticize. People that don't listen, then they fall into sin. Then they want to use the sin as an excuse to say this is a bad church. How can the church be bad if you have sin? Don't talk about the The church only preach what the Bible says it must preach. And as the Bible stick you with a sword, don't blame the pastor. The pastor must say what God says. What is right is right. What is wrong is wrong. Uh, so all this has taken years to build. Last week we preached, not last week, I think it was on uh, Facebook in the week. Some of you don't even listen to it, but maybe we'll get there. We spoke about the standard of holiness. Can't drop. God hasn't changed. The church buildings can change. The this is going to be a modern building, not an old style church, a modern. You, might, you will think it's like a, 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 a Cape Town International Convention Center. That, that is how I want to make it look. Not old fashioned. Are you with me? But the message inside won't change. The message stays the same. Because God doesn't change. The Bible says Jesus Christ is yesterday, today and forever the same. What was a sin in the, in the days of my father is still a sin today. Yeah, if they had to ask God forgive, I must also say God forgive. I will say quadrat. Say quadrat because the world has modernized things and says, when homosexuality was a sin, it's not anymore. In America, there's a new thing, it's coming slowly to our shores. You must not say your, your baby is a boy or a girl. Not anymore. You can't. It's a certain state that they're bringing this thing in. Yes. The baby must decide for himself or herself. Well, if she wants to be a boy or a girl, I think at the age of 11. They give you till 11. That was a... I saw it on TV. Because you can't enforce what the child must be. I come into. Alles wat my in Amerika is, kom hier. Ons kom, het kom my net laat. Maar hy kom. So I'm saying that the world has, there's no morals, has no, you see, the only place where God's moral high ground is held is the church. Now how can we still say what you're doing is right and smile? Look, you can do the worst and you can be a murderer, a dagaruke, a glue sniffer. You can always come to church. Now we, we don't say don't come to church. But don't tell us not to preach against your sin. That's what we're saying. We preach against what the Bible says. So, Munei Kwa Ataraki. Tse kan ko sit, 
Everywhere where the Lord addresses sinners, He always addresses the change that must come. Alright? He never said you can go on sinning. Remember the woman who was caught in adultery? When he wrote in the sand? He said, I also don't condemn you. She said, Lord, nobody. He said, I also don't condemn you. You must, you can go. But wait, 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 wait. Sin, no. Sin, that's the thing. Get it clear, BMI. Get it clear. You can sin. We all sin. I also sin. If Pastor Robin and myself play golf, then we want to hit the ball there. Oh, oh, let me say it like this. Sometimes when your ball comes near the hole, so near, it's only one shot, then it will fall in. See, then you score good because you must hit four shots on a normal hole and the ball falls in. So close. Now you hit, yay! <laughs> then it just must... Then it comes so upon you like a barurta. Then I always say to him, Pastor Robin, spook a di klippi and siendines. You won't understand that that's a story of a, a man who used to swear a lot, but the pastor said to stop swearing, keep a stone in your mouth, so that when you feel you want to swear, then the stone will remind you, don't swear. But one day something bad happened and so the pastor told the elder, you can spit out the stone and say a prayer. <laughs> How did I get into that? I was talking about huh? the sin. Yeah, I was talking about sin. So I'm saying we also sin. Sometimes, you know, when you miss your golf ball, that says, a worry. Let it out, let it out, let it out. Let God be God. Let man be man. <laughs> I was saying to you, building takes time. And I want you to think of building when I speak about it. Yes, we are building a real building with bricks and stone and sand and cement. But building is in many dimensions. Building is your life, building your career, building especially your spiritual life. Are you listening to pastor? Building your spiritual life. Building a real house. Building the house of God. But I'm specifically today talking about you. Let us rise up and build and end this disgrace. Come, I'm honest with you, man. We, I'm a colored man certified in this country of South Africa, apartheid. Yeah. Then we have blacks, colored, Indians, whites. That is our history. And the general history is where the colored people are, there's a disgrace. Where the blacks are, there's a disgrace. And so one of the one of the ways out is take your stuff, move to where the affluent people are, because you've made it, 
there and live there and forget about the disgrace in the township. But God has found it fit to send me to the township to help to rebuild the walls. And as I was driving through Leiden, he said to me again, remember the type of people that comes to sit on the chairs. You must help to build them up. And may they know that although they grow up in a distorted place, in a disgraceful place, they don't have to stay like that. God can lift them up to rise on wings like eagles. Hallelujah. And like me, they don't have to go, uh, take their bags when they have made it and run away to the hills and say, Let's come back like Nehemiah. He was working where? In the king's palace. Carrying cups for the kings. But God touched his heart because his people was in disgrace. And he said, I'm going back. My pastor Lafoy always preached this and I, and, I, and, I, and I appreciate him for it and I also want to preach it. And thank God that we've made BMI something like that. That Virgil and Jevon and those at university, once you have your degrees, you will not abandon the people of the, of the townships. When these nice big Christian centers open, what did many of our young up-and-coming colored uh, people do? No, they move out of the townships because our chairs have bunkies, plastic chairs. I have a lot of bicycles to look and sit. Have church for one hour. Children in nice uh, kindergartens there with color and toys. And they register in, register out, go home. They go have chicken and they go take a drive to Gordon's Bay. Here lie all the people achter op a bakkie with plankies to look. Om a lift to create to let them not raak met the messie. But we are going to build. I will end this disgrace. And my affluent young men and women, like me, I've got a master's degree from UCT. I don't have a Bombay degree. But I didn't go there. I could have gone there. I was on my phone again this morning with my son. He phoned me. He's now playing golf. You know he went to play soccer for that college. Now he's playing golf and he made it into the top team. So he's traveling to Georgia. Georgia is another state in America. He leaves today and he comes back again on Tuesday. You don't know Georgia, then you must look for that song called Georgia. I can I spell most and I too spell to foy bakirbas. Spell it, mama, this can be Georgia. I said, Daddy, I'm going to Georgia. I said, Georgia? Muni forget this job to keep it also. Then he said again, he says, Daddy, look. I made it into the team and the coach gave me new techies, new this, three t-shirts, three jackets. I said to him, my son, never let your eyes fall on these glorious gifts and gold and silver. Remember why I sent you there. Remember. It's just to develop yourself in the palace. But you must come back to the valley. Because the people in disgrace and it's our calling son I said son to lift the people out of their disgrace and to help them rebuild their lives because with God all things are possible we don't need money to make you rebuild your life we need to give you the word of God listen it's not going to come like 
Yes, an angel, Pastor Chris, who came to give you the word of God, you're growing nicely. No! People fight me because I come to save you. Ah, they fought Nehemiah. Why do I think it will be better for me? There's a Sanballat for every man who comes to help to rebuild. There's a Tobiah. There's a Geshem, the Arab. The Arab is a pang. So you people don't 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 think it's strange. There's always fighting. Oh, this pastor, this person left the church, and they're saying this about it's nothing new, it's not new. Nehemiah at a Sanbalat a Geshem and a Tobiah. I will also have him. What am I coming to do? To rebuild the walls. Why? To end this disgrace. I know what it is to be poor. You've heard my stories before. We didn't have much. Grew up in difficult circumstances. But God has lifted me. He has lifted me up out of it. But I don't forget where I come from. So I have, I always have pity for people who, who, who are in poverty. But I want to tell you, you don't have to stay there. No, no. God has come to lift you up. You see, all these curses that came upon the world... They came upon us because we wandered far away from God. It was never meant to be like that. No, God is, God is a good father. You know, I'm a father and my daughter is now married. My son is in overseas. But I'm always checking on them if they're okay. If my daughter needs something now, I will take in my car. and Any good father will do it. And I will go and say, how can I help you? I'm always checking, are you safe? Are you this? Are you that? Yeah. That's a good father. But God calls us wicked fathers. Do you know that? He says, if your, if your child asks you for a, for a piece of bread, will you give him a stone? And if you wicked fathers <laughs> know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? He said, how much more will the heavenly father give to you if you ask him? So nobody must think it is God's plan for you to suffer and to struggle and to be. No, no, that's not God's plan. He's a good father. That's why Jesus said when you pray to him. Now you don't have to say Jehovah. You can say our father. Because he's a good father. Hallelujah. He's better than us earthly fathers. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. That will be your permanent helper. Glory to God. It takes time to help, to, to build. It takes time. Your dreams take time. Many people who leave school, who give up easily, they don't realize dreams take time. Yeah, sometimes you don't make it, you fail, you fall in life. You don't have to give up on the dream. You must keep getting up. Don't say because I fell, now I can't. When I finished my matric, I didn't have an exemption for university. Because I didn't know it's important. I thought that I must just pass. So I passed. It was only then I realized I can't get into university because they're only first taking the exemption students. Then I said, no. So I had to go and work. And while I'm working in the factory, I got money. I was saying to my brother Charles yesterday, my mother took all my money when I paid on a Friday. Then I also stand in the line 
Then I get my brown packet. Huh? My mother took all my money. But I never think it's strange because that was how in the days when we grew up, the child must bring the pay packet. Close, make upi. Asi yaunani. Asi omasi. Say kiwa tin ran felekas. And that is all that they know. It's the one that I can say for Hey! You know what I said to my brother yesterday? I say, I thank God that that thing happened to me. Because when I think back, if, if I had to take the money myself, then I would have not have thought to go back to university because the money would have been the thing that would made me say, nah, ek gaat maar blij werk hier, man. And that's the problem with many of our young people. I'm saying building takes time. You see, so your dream is there, your vision is there, but now because of this little money you get, you see, now your, your eyes are caught in this mammon. And then you forget about your dream. You want the pleasure for now. You don't know that anyone who casts his bread on the water, in many days it will return back to him. So because I never knew money, because my mother took all my money, I said to her, Mama, I want to go study at university. She said, okay. She enjoyed my money, but she also didn't hold me back from moving forward. Thank God for a good mother. And any mother who makes a child work for you, you are cursed. The child must develop in life. You will even have better if the child goes up. You will also go up. Stop the stupid thought that the kind of for me is at work. It can be and it can be done. No, you think your children grow up as your slaves? It is wrong. A good child will always look after his parents. But there's another curse in our community. This community of disgrace. Kinders moet van mij weg. One lady told me that the child can't marry till the child is 30. Maar die kind moet van mij werk. It's wrong. But that made me go and study. So in other words, I didn't accomplish my dream in the beginning. But because I know it takes a, it takes a long while. I went and I studied. And for four years at university, I didn't have money. Because the university students don't have money, in, in case you don't know. But my girlfriend, which was my wife, she was working already. And, and she used to buy us tight. Burger. That time we were burger fair. You know burger fair? You park outside and they bring the burger to your car. And they hang it so on your door. I can't even think of it when the school is all good. But those years. And she, she, that's why I appreciate my wife, because she didn't marry me for what I had. I had nothing. She, she used to buy the diet. Hey. But I accomplished my dream over four years. Are you with me? Over many years. It's not like now because of a little money. I lost my hope in a dream. I have a blue overall on. I'm working at the engineering company. Now I forget about the dream I once had to become what I have. If you fail, it's not the end of the world. Get up again. Pursue your dream. Go for what you want to become. Try your best. And rebuild and end the disgrace. End the disgrace. But it takes time. Are you all with me? Because patience is important in anything we accomplish. 
18 years we're here. Now it's the first time we're building our mega church. The Bible says to us that we must follow those in Hebrews 6 verse 12 who inherited the promises. But those promises came by faith and patience. Amen. I don't have much time. I'm going to end with something important so that you can understand and I'll do part two again when I see you. How do you build if it, if it takes a long time? How do you build well if it takes a long time to build? Faith and patience. You must build with patience. Be patient. You get there. And I was saying that to say that because our young people and our and our people don't have patience. They want instant gratification. I will know Chayalpis. I will know sin. No, you must have the mind that building takes a long time. And you need patience. Are you with me? Whether it's your life, whether it's whatever you are busy with, whether it's your vision, whether it's your dream. But to end the disgrace, it takes a while. I never went to America, but now my son can go. I grew up in the dusty streets of Eitzah. But it took a while for us to build ourselves to the point where our children can go. I, I, took, I took somebody the other day to my daughter's house and she said to my daughter, Yalas, I'm crying. Young men say what no all are. He said, Why men men say can so begin? But it took a long time for me to establish myself, my children, my family, for them to have what they have. Didn't come yesterday. I had to build. Now listen to this. You see me preaching. I've built my spiritual life. What is the secret to building something to end the disgrace? The secret is to start early. Are you with me? The secret is to start early because if, it is, if it's going to take a long time, then it's common sense. Start early. How many of you know David was a boy when he stirred God? How many of you know he was a boy when he was playing an instrument in the, in the meadows and he was serving God as a boy? How many of you know Samuel was not even yet born and his mother said, if he's born, I will give him to the temple. I want you to listen, I'm closing. Youth, youthfulness. To end the disgrace, you, not, you need to start young. And if I'm not speaking to you, then I'm speaking to you for your children's sake. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Samuel, his mother's name was Hannah. Remember, she couldn't have children. Then she said, God, if you give me a son, I'll give him to you as a young boy. And you are where he was born when he was weaned. She took him to the temple and she said, Eli, take him. And he became God's first prophet to the nation of Israel. David was a singer, sweet singer, a boy. That's when, when they came to look for the men to fight, to be the king, they, his father didn't even think of him because he was still a boy. But when they brought him in, they realized, when they, when they brought him in, the Lord said to Samuel, my, my hand is on him. Because he started young started young. When other young people were enjoying parties and nightclubs and drugs, this boy started young. This girl started young. 
Let the anointing fall on him. Let the anointing fall on her. Let's look at who, who else? Samson. From childhood. Don't cut his hair. He mustn't drink strong wine. He mustn't touch a dead body. He'll be separated unto God from his youth. Nango shakalabata. From his youth. And the day you see him stand strong, you say, yeah, Deus, I'm quiet. This guy's quiet. He's not quiet today. He started young. Jesus Christ himself was born with a mission to come and save the world. Twelve years old, he's teaching in the temple. He's asking questions. He's in the house of God as a boy. Then Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, remember the prophecies that came on you when you were still a child. You will have a strong ministry. But you must start young. When I look at the great men and women of God today, I realize many, most of them, most of them, now and then there's an exception. Most of them started when they were boy, babies. Young, 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 young. And they had the mega ministries of our day. Ponke was a boy when he was playing, uh, when he was playing in the harbor in Germany and God spoke to him and said, you will be uh, an evangelist to Africa as a boy. Jimmy Swaggart's story, if you read it in his book, he says he was eight years old standing in the line to go to the bicycle. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, I don't want you in this line. You are separated unto me. Come out of it. And he tells the story. He took his bicycle money and went to buy ice cream. So you see them on the stages. You see them with the anointing and the power. You wonder where it started young. Are you listening? It started a while back. Psalm 119 verse 9. How can a young man keep his way? Psalm 119. How can a young person keep, stay pure? By early obeying the word of God. Now let me talk to the young people that's here. Let me say to you, you have a chance. Don't think because you're small. And I thank God for my father. Took me to church when I was a young boy. When I, we, were, we were very small. I can't even remember the age. Maybe seven or eight. That's, that's when you start to remember sitting in a church bench. I can thank my father, my mother. If that's the only thing they did to me was to bring me to hear the gospel. And the gospel has given me everything I have today. Glory to God. Glory to God. They took me to the church. So you might say, Pastor, my ekas are ori wow, Pastor. But your goodness. Bring them the ace van the Give them the chance. If they mess up, then you've done your part. All you mothers and people here, you brought your children here. You've done, your, you've done your part. You can't force the children. Every child will decide for himself and herself. Man is a free model agent. But you have done your part. My father did his part. Today I stand preaching the gospel to you.
because my father told me you will go to church there was nothing like playing soccer on a Sunday morning or want to go here yeah what ekan me hees o sal die here ten ekan me hees o sal die here and i enjoy the fact that i can tell you that don't just hear what i say see what i've accomplished too many preachers today wonderful preachers with nice suits with stickers on their on their arms but they can't tell you they can't they can't say look at me peter and 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 the other apostle peter james and john when they came to the man at the temple that was crippled they said this important words to him look at us look at us look at us I don't say virgin do this do that do that no no I say virgin look at me follow me as I follow Jesus Christ yeah Hebrews 6 what did I say follow them who through faith and patience inherited the promises started young build young build my spiritual muscles young die today I can stand before you. Bring them young, let them start young. And only two checks are needed. Number one is the hand of God on you and as the hand of the king on you. Nehemiah left the palace with a letter of the king and the hand of God. Why the hand of God? Because that's the calling. The hand of the king, you are sent by someone. Are you with me? you under the authority of someone that is why it's important for you to say i'm a bmi member what does that mean you fall under the authority of a pastor here you're not a loose cannon you're not just doing your own thing i'm from pastor chris or wherever you are you must say where you come from you can't just be from nowhere that's why you must be excited to be part of this work Amen. Oh man, my time will not allow me. We're rebuilding a wall here. We're ending a disgrace here. Amen. We're putting in you the word of God. We're bringing you here to be part of the church. And this wall speaks of protection. People build walls to put protection around them. to keep enemies out isn't that why you have a wall around your house you keep enemies out we also have walls around the church spiritual walls you keep the danger out aha hallelujah the wall also sets a boundary it says you on that side or you on you on the inside or on the outside what side are you and that is why at BMI we don't like it when people Or no, not there, or not there, or not here. You must either be with us or against us. That is why we easily say, if you, if you, if you laugh with everybody, our enemies and our friends, we can't. Be, you, then rather go to the enemy's camp. Don't be part of us, because the wall defines who we are. We are on this side. We are not on the outside. That's why Noah said, "Come into the ark, not on the outside." You are, in the, you are in the ark if you hear at BMI. Are you listening? And you become part of a great team. There's no individuals here. 
We are all part of a team. Now you can't be part of a team. And let me say to you why many of why many people can't work together with us. On a Saturday morning, we have a few guys here. Sometimes I call for help. And the reason why many can't work with us is that it, it takes humility to be part of a team. Are you with me? As an individual, you can do what you want to do, but as as a as a team player, you must do what the team wants you to do. Yes. You must know your place. And we will all win together. Now the church is going up the big structure. Everybody's proud of the structure. It's not just me that will win. You will also win. You're not going to say that's Pastor Chris's church. You will say it's our church. Is it right? We're all winning together because we're playing together on the same team. Hallelujah. But it takes humility. Because not everybody can steer the boat. Some must wash, some must clean, some must pull, some must... Every team player must be part of the team. If we want to build and end the disgrace. Are you listening to me? Yeah. A beautiful church like this will end the disgrace of this area. Because when you say, yeah. Most people when I say, they say, okay, so I'm building and I say, I'm building and they say, where's the area? We say, yeah, yeah. We tried to get the pizza delivered here once. Mr. Delivery. We said, yeah, they said, yeah, was Hanidan. Excellent, I pizza of Fatima. I said, I pizza near Fatima to buy But the building will end the disgrace. Not just that, you will end the disgrace of your life. Because you would have built strong. How do you build strong? How do you build your life from youth? Didn't I say it? You must start, you must start young. And quickly four keys and I'm, I'm finished now. I'm finished, I'm finished. I, I need to give you this otherwise you leave with nothing. How do you build strong? You must fight against Sanballat and Tobiah. How do you fight? You fight number one by being a prayerful person. You must start to pray. You must become a prayerful person. Fight through prayer. Fight through prayer. If you don't pray, kiss your great dreams goodbye. Kiss your great strength goodbye. Because there's an enemy called Sanballat and Tobiah is coming for you. Yes, I had a dream. I wanted to end my disgrace. My exatanog already and Coronation Street laden. Die achter mijn maas Wendy. Ik heb nog niet uitgekomen in Pastas al jaren. Mijn naam is op die wachtlijst. Verhuisende huik. Maar anders krijg je dan voor mij Pastas. You never prayed. You never fought the forces that comes against you. You never blocked the arrows that were shot to you. You never sent a counter declaration to somebody's jealousy that was sent to stop you from becoming anything in life. Yeah. You never rest the demons that came to attack you. You never cast out any spells that was cast against you. You don't know how to pray. Now, you, now your life is a mislukking. Your life is a failure. Because you were set for success, but people spelled curses, sent curses to you. And you never came to learn how to pray. So you're not strong. You're not strong. 
But if you start at young and first you fight by prayer. Number two, you fight by the word, at reading the word of God. These are the basic fundamentals we teach you every Sunday. You must read the Bible and including or add to the Bible, read a good spiritual book. And our church is not short of books because of our love and connection to Bishop Dag. There's many books available that you can read. Now, you might get tired of pastors saying the same things. Read the Bible, pray every day. Look, it's the, it's the remedy for strong building. It's the solution for strong building. Pray. Number two, read the Bible. If you never build strong, come to me. I will show you those four things I'm giving you today. It's the reason why you are not strong. Why you will, will not come out of the disgrace. You don't pray, you don't read your Bible. Then number three, you don't listen to preaching. So your life is in a disgrace. If you don't know what preaching will do for you or listening to will do for you, then you only need to look at Romans 10, 17. He said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Please, faster on the computer. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Put it in the King James Version. I want you to memorize the scripture. Tashley, uh, remind me that I must bring the memory verses every, with, the, with the announcer every Sunday back because it was a good thing at some stage. But the problem we had in the church, only the little children memorized the verses. Amal die mamas wat die sit, hulle het gesê nie, kinnekies leer die verse, en gaan sê vir pastor afvoer, maar die maak jy nie die skrifse af. That's why I stopped it, but I think it must come back. Romans 10, 17, everybody say, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. My vrou, kyk vir my. As jou kind nie geestelike steken gaan wees nie, dan het hy nie, hy kom sit om die woord van God te hoor nie. Hy het ook hier sy radio op sy phone aangesit om Godse woord te, hy never tuned into BMI radio, hy never listened once to Pastor Chris on the podcast, hy never came to sit here on a Sunday morning, and you ask me why is my son in disgrace? He didn't end the disgrace, because he didn't use the keys I gave him. Never prayed. Never read the Bible. Never read one book. And we made the books as easy as pie to get. He never did it. Never picked it up. And he never listens to preaching. He listened to Bob Marley. He listened to this. He listened to that. He listened to all other rubbish. But faith could never come to him. Because faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. When you walk, they will say, yo, this is a smart young man, strong, well built. Not, not built physically, in the spirit. Het hy los kunnis? Ha-ha, nie so nie. He's married to a young, beautiful girl. He's got his nice job and he's got his beautiful house. The enemy has come, but he has blocked all these attacks of the devil. And he's well versed, he's preaching on Sunday morning. He is built strong. He is built by prayer, by the word. 
is built by listening to preaching and lastly he built by fellowship you will have to fight through prayer fight through reading fight by listening to preaching and fight by fellowship what do I mean by fellowship Hebrews 10 25 I close Hebrews 10 25 don't forsake the gathering of the saints as many of you have done exhort one another as you see the day go closer we might even say we might even say maybe I'm asking the question if if my life is any small sign of success and to a degree I am successful in comparison with many people that had the same background as me the same situation with me if you see me if you ask me what I'm doing there's a degree of success Yes, there are others that were even greater than me. I, I acknowledge them. But I have a degree of success where I can say to you, look at me. Follow me. Are you with me? I'm not perfect. I also have my mistakes and my sin. But I can say, follow me. I can give you advice because I'm not an unproductive person. Never take advice from unproductive people. But here's the key. What did I do? Number one, I was taught to pray as a young boy. My mother, my mother was always praying. My father went to prayer meetings. I went with him. I fell asleep on, I remember the school benches. As a youngster, I tried to pray with him for an hour. I couldn't. I fell asleep on the church and the school benches. They, they, we, out, 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 out. we couldn't still take out the benches on a, in the middle of the week because it took too much time. So we, we sat in that small benches that, the, that the, the students sat on and everybody had a bench to pray. I remember waking up. I said, Amen, hallelujah, amen. Fell asleep in the prayer meeting. Read your Bible. My mother used to ask me, Did you read your Bible? Did you read your Bible? Every day. And then, hearing that was the secret of my life that's why when Bishop Dag preaches about that I can identify I listen to preaching a lot a lot a lot and again I must thank my father because it was he had tapes in the house and we used to listen to his tapes beautiful and lastly church the gathering of the saints hey it is hard for me to stay at home on a Sunday I can't even if we're on holiday, you can ask my wife, she would say, Can Zenibiki I said, Look, is there no place where the people are gathering to praise the name of the Lord? I want to be there. I was glad when they said unto me. I, I, I wasn't grumpy when they said unto me. I wasn't snobbish when they said unto me. I wasn't lazy when they said unto me. Be ye not slothful but followers of them through faith and peace. For slothful means don't be lazy. Yeah. I was glad when they said unto me, come let us go to the house of the Lord. Disgrace? No, 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 not anymore. I've ended the disgrace. I've ended the disgrace. But I, 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 don't, I, I boast only in Christ, my Lord. I boast in the cross of Jesus Christ. But I can say to you, I've ended the disgrace. Hallelujah.
I'm very grateful and thankful where God has brought me. And now building this mega church is another great accomplishment. But it didn't come yesterday. It took a while. So I close. How are you building? Your life? Your future? What's it going to look like? What are you going to tell your children? What, the, what can you show f- f- to your grandchildren? What have you built spiritually? And the same thing that applies in the spirit will apply in the natural. The four great keys to fight Sanbalat Topaya is pray a lot, read your Bible, listen to preaching, and don't neglect the gathering of the saints. Don't do it. You will stay a disgrace. I see God lifting you out of this disgrace. You will help me lift this community. We won't change this community per se, but we will change certain people in the community who's willing to be humble enough to listen and say, here I am. I will follow like a sheep. Yeah. Let them laugh at you and let them mock at you who say, you cake mal and you that and that. Die wat laaste lach. Lach die lichtste. You will lend to many people. You will borrow from none. Those friends who laughed at you, they will come and ask you for help. I, I tell you what, is, what I've experienced. They will ask you for help. You would now think we are building, isn't it? Do you, do you think we need a lot of money to build? Of course we do. But still people rather ask me for money than, than saying, Pastor, come and give you something that I can clap on. You can't because you are in a disgrace. All you need is help. You need help, 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 help. You can never help someone else. When I come help. They need for help, for help. It's nothing wrong to ask for help. But there comes a time. That's why it's the church that cares transform. Empower means you are empowered enough to be help another person. I see it coming to you. And God is going to lift you out. But the secret is, you must listen to the teachings that I send you and obey it. Try it. If it doesn't work, change your mind. But if it does work, stay on that path. Be patient. Be patient. Don't say, Pastor, it didn't work. Stay on the path. Stay there. Stay there. Building takes. Stand to your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Father, I thank you for the blessing of having this community of believers together and building the walls or rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Let us rise up and build. We need to end in disgrace. May the disgrace over our lives be ended as we build through prayer, reading, listening, and fellowship. In the name of Jesus. May we no longer be a disgrace to our children and our children's children. May the next generation benefit from what we have sacrificed. In Jesus' holy name.